What is up, everyone? And welcome back. Show about sports. Your favorite average 20-something guy that likes talking about sports is back. I'm your host, Griffin Proc. Thank you for tuning in. We are on week three of the NFL playoffs. The NFC and AFC Championship Series is here this weekend. Final four teams. So many great games in this playoffs. It's honestly been up for anybody to take these wins, but yet I feel like we have the best four teams. At the end of the day, it feels like there's nobody that's here by surprise. So it's going to be so much fun to break down those two games here like we've been doing in the other two. So if you haven't listened to the other two, probably won't do you much to listen to them, but go check them out if you haven't. And also check out my Threads account. That is where I'm posting all of my short form content, threading three, four, five times a day, depending on the day, just trying to pump out all of my ideas and all my thoughts on sports and just using this podcast as another way to just perform, perform, (laughs) do more long form content is what I was going for. And so thank you to everyone that's been listening to these episodes. It's been really fun. We're on almost a lot. We're on the last week of January here, been holding myself to one podcast episode a week. So shout out to you guys for enjoying it because it keeps me going. And to know that everyone likes it is why I keep doing it. And on my threads account, shout out to everyone there. You guys are sports community is insane. I just love it. It's so great on threads. So shout out to you and everyone on there. Griffin underscore Brock, if you don't already follow. Now we got two great games to jump into. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into things now. Okay, first up, we got the NFC. 49ers taking on the Lions. Kind of David versus Goliath, if you will, but Goliath, or David, I mean, more (laughs) in the Lions' favor, has shown nothing but strength this whole offseason and all year. So shout out to Lions. Shout out to Lions fans for enjoying this moment. I can only imagine what it feels like. I remember being a Seattle Seahawks fan 2012-2013 when we won the Super Bowl. Man, it was a fun time. So I hope nothing but the best for the Lions here, taking on one of the tougher teams in our in our whole sport, but after coming off of a weird game with Green Bay. So we're definitely going to review all that. So this game is going to be taking place in San Francisco. Don't know if rain's really going to be a factor this time around, but you never know in San Fran. Weather kind of changes on a dime there. Not necessarily cold, but rain is definitely a factor that could be coming into play. So look out for that. Now with these picks overall, I just want to remind the audience that I am 7-3 and three right now when it comes to playoff picks. Don't call that perfect, but damn, that's pretty good. So if you're gambling, this is not financial advice and not even gambling advice. I mean, take my money line picks here. 7-3 and three so far. And now, these ones aren't going to be, and like the other ones, they're not the sexy pick or the fun pick that I'm kind of leading on what I'm going to be saying here in this episode, but... You want If you want good advice on what these sports and how these games are going to go, I'm your guy. Enough vamping. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Let's jump into this. Like we've been doing in the past two episodes, I've been going over five things that I think are super important to this game. Reading articles, watching videos, getting everyone's opinion, and just kind of trying to consolidate it into five important things for each game. One of those things will be X factors for the game, including two players on or one player on each team. So we'll get to that last, but first... Let's jump into the first kind of big factor for mine. So I'm going to just read my note here. 49ers are last in pass attempts this year and have the eighth most rushing attempts uh, running the ball this year. Christian McCaffrey, when he rushes 75 yards plus, they are 11-1 and this year. Now, what's funny is I had some debates, and if you, you guys know who you are, on uh, Sports Threads. When I said that I thought Brock Purdy was the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, 
This was not to dig him. Overrated does not necessarily mean bad. It just means we've lost perspective on who he is and what the player is. A lot of which can be talked about not an overrated, but we used to talk about Lamar Jackson the wrong way, Justin Herbert in a weird way, Justin Fields, where sometimes we're thinking he can revitalize a franchise, but in Chicago, we're like, we need a new guy. So this is what I'm talking about when we set expectations. I've been saying this and I'm going to keep saying it. He's not even the his own MVP on his own team. I would pick four other guys on their team at least before I'd pick him to determine MVP. And Brock Purdy was actually up for votes for MVP and still might get some votes, as crazy as that sounds, as Lamar Jackson feels like he's kind of locked it up. But did you just hear what I said, though? 49ers are last in pass attempts. Now, yes, you could say they pass the ball efficiently so they don't have to pass it a lot. But come on now. CMC is running the hell out of the ball. He is the reason why they are where they are. And if last week wasn't indicative, they didn't want to run the ball at all. So so Purdy targeted last week CMC or Christian McCaffrey, for those that don't know, 12 times four seven catches. And that was the most out of anybody else on the field. Essentially, when you're targeting your running back, now Christian McCurfrey, McCurfrey, Christian McCaffrey is very versatile. All you're really doing, though, is saying you don't want to you don't want to air it out. Yeah, there was rain involved, but if you actually watch the game, he almost threw two picks that game, and he's thrown a lot of weird balls during that game. Debo Samuel got hurt. That's going to be a big uh, point that I'll talk about in a little bit. So he's it's for a dump down. It's for check checkoffs. It's for easy throws. That's what CMC allows you to do, and it makes his passing stats look better because CMC. He'll catch the ball and give you an extra 5, 10 yards, even if it's behind the line of scrimmage or a little dink and dunk kind of pass. So I just want to level set expectations that this team has shown all year that they trust Brock to run the system, but not to really go on his own. Yes, he's had a few good games. Yes, the 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 record indicates why he really was getting MVP votes when the 49ers were and still are at the top of their game. So I just want to make you aware of that going into this game if you're a big Purdy guy or you're a big like let's slam some overs on Purdy yards and touchdowns. And guess what? He, guess what? I'm saying it. He'll probably do it now. That's kind of the curse of the commentator, especially there. But what is really helpful for Purdy in this instance is the Lions secondary gives up a lot. They give up a lot when it comes to the secondary. So Purdy can seem like he might be stepping in the right direction in this game because the Packers secondary kind of gave him a little bit of troubles there. So that is something to think about there. Uh, When we talk about Purdy, I mean, I want to walk a fine line because yes, his story is great and whatnot. And I just don't want to underestimate what he's done, but let's, let's dial it back a little bit. Okay. Second bullet point on fire golf versus a top five secondary defense limit interceptions and turnovers needed. Now, Jared Goff is playing the best he's played since he was on the Rams on that Super Bowl run. This is great to see another great story of a redemption story. Even though Jared Goff was, you know, top top end pick in the draft not too long ago, he still got it though, and he was able to change his style and his play overall to match a good system here in the Lions. And Ben Johnson's been doing a great job reeling that in for uh, Jared Goff, but He's about to play probably his toughest test on defense through this whole playoffs here. So it'll be interesting to see 
how he does. He's on fire, but we don't want him taking unnecessary risks. The 49ers defense is very good. Their secondary is very good, but it starts up front. They're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Goff, and when Goff's pressured, he throws some of the most intercept. I think one of the most interceptions uh, totals in the entire league. That was a weird way of saying that, but you know what I mean. I think I said that last week, so shout out to anybody that listened to that, but that's going to be a huge key here. Now, I don't, this is going to be my next point here, but a balanced attack is going to be super important. So let's just go into that one. Lions need to exploit the run game on their end, get Montgomery and Gibbs the ball. 49ers are middle of the pack when it comes to run defense. Now, a couple points there. If you watched last week's game against the Buccaneers, the Lions gave up the run. They were running play actions and shotgun passes out of first downs all the time. Montgomery was a thousand yard rusher. Gibbs was almost a thousand yards receiving and rushing as well. I don't know why they weren't using them on the run game. That was their formula. They were hard nosed football, run the ball to open the pass. They forfeited that and it worked against the Buccaneers, but I don't think that's going to work against the 49ers because they're just going to sit back and their DBs are good enough to stay with them. Yeah, maybe the Buccaneers DBs weren't as up to task or their linebackers, or but they weren't blitzing that much. So shout out to Goff for really being able to pick the defense apart, but I don't think that's going to work. They need to get back to the ground and pound off first and second down and just run positions like a third and five, hit them with a the halfback draw, you know, surprise them a little bit if they don't give Montgomery at least 15 carries I don't see a scenario where they win this game because I don't like them in a shootout when the defenses are so comparatively different Lions defense I don't think is going to hold up as well against the 49ers offense and in turn the other way around so now that the 49ers are middle of the pack even though they have a lot of good pieces you're able to exploit their run game their run defense because it's not that incredible overall so we'll see what they do there but I really want to call that out because I was watching it and I if the Lions would have lost to the Buccaneers I would have said this this week why the heck didn't they run the ball more because you can control clock you can control the game especially now that they're going away it can really help calm down the crowd if you can just pick up first downs on first downs with running the ball you don't need it all at once okay next bullet or fourth bullet here is Debo going to be fully healthy? Purdy needs all of his weapons to be successful. And just so happens that Debo is their most versatile. Sometimes he's taking running back snaps. Sometimes he's doing end arounds. And sometimes he catches the balls deep across the middle. He does it all. Now, this goes back to the Purdy conversation. He he's He's been really great. I think this is a big point because of all of his options. This then makes the defenses spread their awareness everywhere. But when you take one away, you can see the defense kind of forget about one of those weapons because it's not there anymore. And they're able to key up on other guys like Kittle, like CMC, like Brandon Ayuk. Now, just having those three guys alone should be plenty, but we got to remember who Brock is as a quarterback. He's not going to make it happen like we saw Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or even a Lamar Jackson make it happen with secondary wide receivers or secondary pieces. So the thing is, is it's almost like a, a, a blessing and a curse for both. I don't know where I'm going with this, but you, the Lions secondary is not very good. So this might not even be a point at the end of the game if Debo doesn't play, but 
I just, I, the 49ers better be praying. I saw some practice footage today. I think Debo's dancing around. Don't really know if that's him ready to play, but I think that's going to be really important as the Lions secondary just hasn't been consistent all year and have been giving up big plays all over the field. I talked about it last week. Mike Evans was going to be the X factor for the Buccaneers, and he really was. He was catching things for them, keeping them in the games, and they gave, they did the same thing with Puka against the Rams. And so, if they don't have Debo, I think it's going to be interesting. I still think they have enough pieces to win, but Debo is a huge factor to this game just in terms of magnitude of it as the Lions are they're here to play, but they're very exploitable when it comes to their secondary there. So that kind of wraps up my fourth point here. And now we're going to jump into the X factors or the last point here. And you'll notice this podcast isn't going to be that long. I didn't want to give you guys too much information. I wanted it to almost feel short form so that you can get on with your weekend or your day or whenever you're listening to this. So bear with me as we get through this last one, then we'll jump to the AFC here. So X factors. Here are my two X factors. They're essentially two cornerbacks or DBs, whatever you want to call them for each team. I think DJ Gardner-Johnson for the Lions and Chavarius Ward for the 49ers are the most important players on this in for thinking about X factor X factors. Why? Because in games like these, and we've seen these in all of the playoffs so far, literally in the Lions winning last week, a big interception will win you these games. Turnovers at the worst time or turnovers to break momentum or turnovers to start the game are so important. And both of these guys can do that. I have a little more confidence in Ward as he's a little bit younger, a little more consistent. Gardner Johnson kind of goes for the big plays coming off of an injury, but he can still make those big plays. So I expect that kind of some one of those two guys is going to make a play on, on Sunday. I just, I expect it to happen because that's what you need in a game like this. So when it comes to that, they're going to be following their best wide receiver options. I expect Ward to really follow St. Brown around, which is important because St. Brown's been cooking guys all year for the past two years and into the playoffs here. With Gardner Johnson, I expect him to be a little bit more dropped in coverage, maybe stay on one side of the field, but he's going to have a tall task with Brandon Ayuk with how fast he is, or if Debo's healthy, him cutting across the middle. So I'm really interested to see there. Let me know what your guys, what you guys think when it comes to X factors. But I, I think it just comes down to DBs in games like this. I'm going to say some other people in the Ravens and Chiefs game, but in this type of game where it's going to be really pass heavy, I feel like it's going to be important uh, for that. So overall, with all of that being said, I hope I kind of concealed who I thought I was going to pick in this game, but I'm going to take the 49ers in this game. I've been saying it all year. You've been seeing it in my power rankings. I've been ranking the Ravens and the 49ers at the top all year. The Lions, I've just been so like, I want to believe. It's kind of like the Bills. I want to believe, but there's enough stuff that worry me that I I just can't, I I just can't pick them when it, when it comes to situations like this. So I've been picking the Lions this whole time, but unfortunately I think this might be the end of the fun times that the Lions have had, but I have no skin in the game, and I actually don't like the 49ers at all because I'm a Seahawks fan, so you know I'm not being biased here by saying something like that. I'm wearing my Coug shirt right now. I went to Washington State, so believe me, I even when my team loses, I'm still rooting for them. So shout out. I hope the Lions win, but I'm taking the 49ers for my sports credibility here. Okay, AFC Championship coming up next. little break, and then we'll get it right into it. Okay, we're back. 
AFC time. Now, I need some feedback from all you listeners out there because, first of all, thank you if you're still listening. really appreciate it. I really feel like I'm figuring it out a little bit, but I need you all to tell me. So let me know in the comments. Let me know on threads. If, you, if it sounds like I'm really figuring it out as, can you imagine talking to just your blank computer, computer, computer screen right now or a wall just trying to formulate what you put on a bullet point? That's what I'm doing right now. It's pretty difficult. The professionals do it professionally for a reason, but shout out to all you guys. Let me know. Just want a little bit of feedback on that, but let's not waste any more time. AFC Ravens versus Chiefs at Baltimore. Probably going to be an amazing game like last week's AFC uh, divisional matchup with the Chiefs, and that kind of goes into my first bullet point. Mahomes is coming off his best QBR of all of 23. 2023, I should say, just so everyone's clear, 131.6, and that is terrifying. Who is that terrifying for? Anyone that wants Baltimore to win and anybody who doesn't like the Chiefs in general. That is, this, you couldn't find a worse time for Mahomes to be on the top of his game. A lot of factors go into that, but if you watched last week's game, that man did it all. He did it on his feet. He did it on his legs. He did it on his arms. He did it on no mistakes. He used weapons that haven't been the most reliable but needed to be. And I shouted it out last week. I said Rice is going to need to make a big play. And he made one, a couple actually. And then MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez, Scanlon actually looked like the big playability that he did back when he was on Green Bay. So if I'm Baltimore fans, I am pissed. (laughs) that Mahomes is coming in off of his best game all year in the freezing cold. And now he's going to come over to Baltimore. Probably will be as cold, maybe a little bit better weather. We'll see that. I just, you have to give a nod to the chiefs when, when Mahomes is here, he's been here many a times. He's three and two in the AFC championship. He's been here for the last six, six years now. Like it's unreal. It's, it had to be its own bullet point because of how impressive it is what Mahomes is doing and the hot streak that he's coming in on, especially in a year when people were like, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs anymore. I mean, this might be the most impressive Chiefs season we've seen, to be honest with you, for Mahomes' standard and for Andy Reid play calling and for Travis Kelsey, Kelsey showing his longevity, longevity and building out that defense with Spagnola. I mean, man, they're put, they're putting on a show and so... That is going to be a key X factor. Can they slow down the momentum of Patrick Mahomes at all? I don't know. We're going to see. But here's what we do know about the Ravens. They're coming in just as hot. More of a team effort, but man, Lamar's about to win MVP. So really a lot of effort has been on his shoulders. They're coming in, putting up 34, 34, 31 points in seven straight home games. They're ready for a shootout. And that's what this game could be. I mean, last week we were like, okay, Bills, Chiefs, two great defenses. They're just going to line up and it's going to be hard-nosed, a lot of run. Passes aren't going to be open. That was a lie. I don't remember seeing a punt. If a punt happened, I forgot it happened. I know one actually happened. But you you get the hyperbole that I'm going for here. I expect maybe the same in this game. Both teams are going to come out swinging offensively. The defenses might be caught a little bit off guard. And it's going to come down to... Who can get that last stop at the end of the game? Who in the fourth quarter is really going to be like, okay, this is the possession I need to try? It's like the NBA. They're shooting baskets all day long, no defense. And then you start seeing guys kind of tighten up in the fourth quarter, four minutes left. And you, you think like, what if you did that in the first quarter? You might be able to get up by 20 and then not have to try later. But that's just the NBA. Different story for a different day. For the Ravens, though, 
31 points in seven straight home games. They love playing in front of their home crowd, and who doesn't? But Baltimore seriously has a home field advantage, just like the Chiefs do, just like the Seahawks do. Not this year, though. Rip. But overall, that's a really important stat to call out because if they score less than that, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I don't know if they win that type of game because they're more of a big score ability kind of team where their defense can help out and just dismantle people on the other side like they did to the Texans last week. They just absolutely dismantled that train. So if anyone's up for the task to slow Mahomes down, it's the Ravens. Okay, here are some important stats. I threaded this, so shout out to everyone that has already seen this. But I wanted to shout out the yards per gained and given up throughout the season on both teams. So the Chiefs are ninth in offense and second in defense. The Ravens are 6th in offense and 6th in defense. So both top 10s in yards gained and yards not gained for for the other team. Again, really trying to work out that flow. But you get what I mean? It's just like the Bills Chiefs game. And I expect it to be a little bit different. I expect these defenses to show up. But these offenses are both top 10 as well. So I, I really don't even know what to say. So if you're looking for a game that's going to be exciting, this is the game for you. I, it's hard to predict when these numbers are so close. You think about, okay, who has more weapons? They're kind of similar across the board. Nobody really has that one wide receiver that you're, you're super confident in, like flowers and rice. Both great, but both not, you don't think, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type of level. And then you think about their running backs. They just have kind of these this mixed bag of guys that they can run. Both guys can use their feet. I think, obviously, Lamar on his feet is a little bit more effective than Mahomes easily. But I don't even know where I'm going with this point. I just think it's super important for everyone to know that these two teams are top 10 in both of their respective sides of the ball overall. So it's going to be a bloodbath or it's going to be open season. And I really can't tell you which way it's going to go based on how all of these playoff games have been going so far. So that is there. I also feel like my thing is I say so a lot. I don't know. I'm coming to a lot of realizations on this podcast today. Okay, here we go. The fourth one. Chiefs giving up a lot of yards to QB runs. They gave up 72 yards to Allen last week. So so Lamar, 100 plus yards, question mark. I'm just trying to tell you the question mark because I wrote it down. Let me know if you already knew that was going to be a question by the way I was phrasing it. But I'm just running with that. But that this is super important. We see this with Josh Allen all the time. He's really versatile on his feet, but he likes to get a little bit more contact. Lamar will just cook everyone and run in what seems like slow motion up the field. So I expect them to have a lot of designed QB runs or Lamar understanding that he can get out of the pocket and just do it on his own. If this is one of those games that we look back and we think like a, a Michael Vick S game where he just for, he just took over the game with his legs. I expect to see this with Lamar Jackson. If the game gets to a point where things are locked up run game, traditional run game isn't working. I expect to see him do that based on the film that they're probably watching this week, seeing that the chiefs opened the middle of the field up. They were not wanting the big plays from Josh Allen. They kept him in check, which led to long drives where both teams were still effective. But if I'm Lamar, if Zay flowers, isn't open, Odell's not open likely or Andrews, whoever is going to be a tight end, just go. Just don't even think about it. Be who you are as a person. This is kind of an ode to Lamar. Just be who you are as a player. 
It's where it's what has gotten you here, and I think he needs to keep doing that if they want to be successful here because the Chiefs give it up. So take the free points or free yards on the ground. Now will the Chiefs, you know, tighten things up because they know they're going against Lamar here who's who's going to run? Allen, it's been the same narrative that he's going to run all year, so I'm surprised they weren't able to stop it. But let's see if they change that up a little bit to ensure that it doesn't get to a shootout because I, I don't think either team left that game being like, yeah, we won that game if, when I'm talking Chiefs or Bills. So think that's going to be really important. Now, 24 minutes in, let's wrap this up before the 30-minute mark. Let's go over the X factors of the game. Okay, for the Ravens, it's going to be Rokon Smith, their best linebacker, maybe their best defender uh, across the board. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes took care of business on those linebackers last week for the Bills. So Rokon Smith is going to be vital to their success. He, If he can lock up the center of the field from Mahomes doing any Mahomes-like things like running or being able to just hit dink and dunks across the middle of the field, I, it's going to be a harder game. It's going to be landing more on big plays. It's going to be landing more on outside the number type of throws. And I expect Rokon Smith to keep doing what he's been doing all year. He's already shown that he can do that. So that's kind of Patrick Mahomes' worst nightmare when it comes to, I was able to exploit that last week with those backups with Buffalo due to injuries. Will he be able to do it this week against a pro bowler like Rokon Smith? We'll have to see. Now for the Chiefs, I'm going with the same pick as last week. It's going to be Rashid Rice. He's going to need to make a big play again. He is, for lack of a better word, their number one wide receiver option. Even though we really group Kelsey as his number one option, throwing the ball wide receiver base, it's Rice. Rice made some big plays. Like I said, he needed to make third down conversions, cross the middle, get crunched, holds onto the ball. He really had a playoff coming out party last week and I expect him to do the same but I hope the moment doesn't get too big for him when it turns into a we need this or we don't have another shot situation because all last all last week I feel like the Chiefs always knew they were going to score they were just humming because when Patrick Mahomes is humming you have no reason but to be confident in your team at that point but if they run into a little bit of turbulence with this great Ravens defense we're going to need to see Rice make a play that might be down the field, that might be across the middle, or it might be some trickery where he's going to be wide open on a random play and just need to make a catch even though he's younger. So those are my two keys, keys, two X factors of the game. With all of that being said, I'm not rooting for this, Chiefs fans, but I think the Ravens take down the Chiefs here. I, I'm, I don't say it with any confidence at all. I just think this Super Bowl has been the one versus one. These two teams, we saw the Ravens and the 49ers already play this year. It was a great game. I expect to see something like that again in the Super Bowl. And I think the Chiefs' fun might come to an end here. But as I'm saying it, I'm like, no. What what am I doing? It's like picking against Tom Brady. It's like picking against anybody i mean really tom brady's the only person that you can really compare to patrick mahomes at this point because of how much success mahomes has had but i can't put it all on one person right that'd be crazy to be like it's patrick mahomes that's why i'm gonna pick it when there's so many other factors right i don't know you can talk have this discussion all day and it's only gonna matter on sunday so my picks are 49ers versus ravens in the super bowl super excited Hopefully that happens for my picks, but 
I'd be excited with the Lions Ravens personally. That would be a fun little group. See two teams, different people win Super Bowls across the board. And I definitely want the 49ers to lose because go Hawks. So that kind of wraps up the show today. Obviously wanted to keep it a little short, a lot less games to go over. So it's easier to have a little bit more of a conversation based, talk about these X factors a little bit more. And so I'm excited for the games and I hope you guys are too. Now, again, shout out to threads at Griffin underscore proc. If you haven't already followed, follow along. Let me know how you, how you feel about the podcast, about my threads and everything else in between. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I'm really enjoying it. So shout out to all of you with, for all the support, all the comments on the threads. They mean so much. I know we're all strangers at the end of the day, but this truly feels like what social media was made for to actually be social in a genuine and a nice way. And I feel like a lot of people on threads are that way. So shout out to all you guys. Let's keep it positive out there in the sports world because at the end of the day, it's just a game. Everything's just a game. We're just having fun. So again, I'm just I'm just vamping until I end this thing. I need some outro, something. Enjoy the music going right now. But as always, everyone, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your days. And cheers.